Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to another episode of Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Jason Shane from Shane Physiotherapy, with my co-host and I believe traveler for the last two months. Yeah, I've been uh, gone maybe more than uh, I've been here, but uh, still working in a way. It's Dr. E with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, The Eclectic Approach, and UpDoc Media. How are you doing today, Jason? I am doing really well. Yeah, we haven't caught up in a while. We have not caught up in a while. We're even curious who, who might be listening to this podcast, <laughs> depending <laughs> upon where it's posted. We're not sure, you know, if you're a, if you are a listener through Modern Manual Therapy's postings on his blog, or if you are a listener through Updoc Media, or if you are a subscriber, reach out to us and let us know because we're let us know where you're listening from. Exactly. Our, our, our podcast feed was switched to Updoc Media's feed and it got combined with our other podcasts. So all our other po- podcast subscribers, they haven't been getting an update since April 2018 to date this in July 2018. So there's been three months of no new updates on our actual podcast feed. So if you're listening, let us know where. Let us know. Either Urson through Modern Manual Therapy on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or myself. Shane Physiotherapy. Let us know. Now, on to our stories for today. Yeah, today I had a patient who very active. Um, she wanted to get back into working out. She was very fit uh, before she had kids. And then she had a couple issues after having um, two kids within three or four years. Uh, she wanted to get back into CrossFit. So a PT who she was seeing in Virginia basically said two things to her, which I couldn't believe. And that's the theme of this podcast today bad thought viruses or or bad advice from well-meaning practitioners. And the first thing he said was, you should never lift anything overhead. Ever. <laughs> never. Right. That's pretty definitive. I the, mean. The, there's our title for this episode. You should never lift anything overhead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when she was just talking further about more of what she did and different exercises, because she was trying to come up with, well, what should I do now? When he found out she did CrossFit, then he just said, well, what are you in CrossFit for? You shouldn't do CrossFit. I mean, there's just so many, there's so many other ways to exercise. You should just never do CrossFit. And we are not anti-CrossFit. I've actually just come from a CrossFit workout, so we're not anti-CrossFit. How did you respond to that? I think that's what our listeners probably want to know. What did Dr. E say to challenge those beliefs? Well, initially it was, uh, she was on her second visit and she was probably about 50, 75% better of having this chronic right-sided neck pain. And she hadn't been able to do burpees or push-ups and everything after seeing me once and just giving her cervical retractions and side bending. And one other exercise, um, she was able to do burpees and then just, uh, her retraction and side bending were equal. So I just gave her re- retractions and I had her do overhead carries cause she had a little bit of scapular winging with um, just like, you know, open chain abduction stuff. So I was giving her overhead carries. She did three sets of one minute overhead carries and uh, she did really, really well. And she was just so happy that she was able to, you know, do three reps of one minute of an overhead carry. She's like, wow, you know, I was told to, I didn't even have to respond. 
because she was just so happy that she was able to do that. Like her main thing was fear of movement. And I think it was, it was really enlightening because she kept on saying that her right shoulder on the first visit felt weak, felt weak, felt weak. Mm -hmm. And even though she tested weak, what she really meant, and I clarified it today, was that it felt fragile. She felt afraid to do things. It was a, it was it. like a fear of avoidance. Got it. Like it felt like it would break. It didn't feel physically weak. Got it. And it just shows the importance of clarification and what our patients, like, you know, we all try to use words, uh, clinicians and patients to describe. And it's interesting how sometimes after one or two sessions, you realize going, oh, that's what you meant. Right. I mean, if it, if she says weak and it hurts and that's a side test weaker, a PT is going to think, oh, she just means weak. Like, mm, of course. Yeah. 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 So, that, that, so I didn't have to really educate her past those things. That, the whole first session was, was working on her, you know, fear avoidance and uh, maladaptive beliefs. Now that's your and first. That, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I didn't have to educate her past these things because she was already working out by the time I saw her for a second session two weeks later. Now, you said you've had some other instances of perhaps clinicians with good intentions, but not giving the best advice. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we just want to make these like five bad things for a top five Fridays. So mm -hmm. <laughs> another time, um, several years ago, I had a patient coming in right after a really simple knee scope. And normally, you know, depending on the surgeon, sometimes they're not allowed to do maybe lift for a while, they would need to avoid certain range, they need to avoid returning to full activity within a couple of weeks. It's just some people are allowed to do whatever they want, self-limiting, right? Depending on the surgeon. Yep. So this pa particular patient, uh, I think she was wheel she was wheeled in. And uh, I thought, well, she was pretty young, like in her mid-30s. I said, well, why, why are you in a wheelchair? Mm. And her, she said, well, my surgeon said I shouldn't walk, uh, take the stairs, or run uh but yeah i still need physical therapy and i was and she was told to do that for for two weeks she said wow well how am i supposed to get there am i supposed to swim to physical therapy <laughs> like <laughs> oh my goodness yeah that is that that does not seem to be the norm uh should not walk the the, the most restrictive Post-surgical knee uh, guideline I've seen is where it's a meniscal repair and they keep your leg in sort of a, a long brace that you can take on or off. And you're still supposed to be non-weight bearing on the leg, but you can use crutches, right? So you could, right, yeah. you know, like right. you, you could do like featherweight bearing, you know, put lightweight, but I've never seen no walking. Wow. That's a good one. Okay. There was no walking, running or stairs. Yes. Yeah, sorry. No stairs. And I was on the second floor and she didn't realize we had an elevator. Uh, she figured it out eventually. You should, should have asked her if she could crawl. Yeah, I guess she could have crawled, but then she'd be putting direct pressure on the knee in a way. But it's allowed. Yeah, unless it was bear crawls. I was thinking, know. actually bear crawls, yes. Like up on your toes? <laughs> I, I know, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Of course okay, you know. so, All right. So you have another one. Yes, this is a TMJ patient. Um, she was doing really, really well. And one of her goals was to just eat salad again. And uh, not the not the actual doctor, but one of his assistants who eventually got rid of because she was just a, like a Debbie Downer, mm. just the biggest Debbie Downer in the world, and and everyone hated her. <laughs> okay, she told this patient, "You will never eat another salad again." Wow. I mean, it wasn't even don't eat a salad. She she was being definitive as in like wow. It wasn't even advice. She was just telling her the future. Wow. She came in crying. This patient was just like always positive and she's just so happy. And then she mm -hmm. came in from a follow-up after seeing me for maybe a month and 
doing really well. And she just came in crying. And then, you know, I sort of had something to say, not to the assistant, but to the doctor who employed the assistant after that. <laughs> and, 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 and did the patient eventually eat a salad? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. just making sure. Good ending. Right. right. Yes. Happy endings. So your two stories. My two stories. Um, my two stories. So same with you, is I also had a patient who was told n- never to do any exercises overhead. And this is a patient who was in her early 20s. Oh, man. You know, and, and she'd had, I think it was just a nondescript shoulder injury. It wasn't a rotator cuff tear, wasn't dislocation. And I said to her, I'm like, you got another, you know, 60 to 80 years of your life. That is a long time to not do Way to limit it, Jason. She's got, like, when she's uh, 100 years old, she's going to stop <laughs> lifting overhead. I know. I placed a thought virus that at 100, she might have to stop. You know, so, you know, I, I, I wanted to challenge it. So I, you know, I gave her, I think a couple three pound dumbbells to start. I said, let's try a shoulder press, <laughs> you know, like, you know, kind of to show her she wouldn't break. She did it. She was fine. You know, I said, let's add it to your program a couple times a week. We'll start with three. She came back two weeks later, said I'm perfectly fine. Gave her five, a couple weeks later, gave her eight, gave her 10. You know, I think by 10 pounds, three months later, she goes, I'm fine. I go, of course you are. And you know, you know, it was a happy discharge. Like that was it. It was easy. Easy. Um, so that was a good one. And then the other one is, um, I see this a lot after acute low back instance, when it's the lower back starts to calm down, people are afraid of like rounding their spine to pick something up of rotating to pick something up because they're just afraid that they're going to injure it, you know? And, you know, what I say to people is I'm like, your spine is strong. I said, your spine, you know, is able to handle leaning, rounding over, rotating. I said, you know, to have these options, because in everyday life, I go, what if something falls beside the couch? You have to reach around to get it, you know? And they might say, well, I'd move the couch, but, you know, but, you know, I, I start to slowly give them things where like, their hands are on a bench and they're leaning over with their spine rounded or their hands on something for support and they're leaning over. Then we get rid of the support and I show them that their spine will not break by leaning over. But that's normally I find a self-imposed bad advice, almost like a, a bad self-talk where they think that if they don't lift with a straight back. So it's more them giving themselves bad advice and me showing them that they're not fragile. I think you and I have talked about this before. I know you definitely, uh, you know, or I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you don't believe the spine is that fragile. I don't think anything is fragile about the body. Exactly. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think there's just a lot of stuff online too. And certain practitioners are always saying how flexion is going to blow out a disc. So I think that's where it comes from too. Or, or McKenzie method done poorly a patient, or maybe they self-discharge before they're supposed to get back into fl- the flexion phase, you know, they avoid triggers for a while, but then, you know, or someone who takes McGill's stuff too, too stringently and you never flex again. Yes. You know, which he's also even said, he goes, I'm not saying you don't flex. He goes, I'm just saying t- McGill says, you know, tons of per- perhaps repeated flexion, like maybe tons of sit-ups if someone's predisposed might be an issue or under heavy loads, you don't want flexion to occur 
during the heavy load, but he actually doesn't have a problem with even lifting things in a flex position like the the Atlas stone pickup where you're totally rounded because that's also safe because you're flexed and it's staying flexed. So he's not saying flexion is bad. Right. You just need to avoid triggers. Exactly. For long enough to, to recover. Yeah. We went over 10 minutes. We're at 12 minutes, 30 seconds. We got to wind it up. How can people find you? They can Since find Nice and easy. No, we don't even know. How can people find us these days? How can people find us? Uh, I'm easy. Shane Physiotherapy, Facebook or Instagram. And then my website, shanephysiotherapy.ca. Pretty easy. You can follow me on social media, modmt.com slash Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter. You can subscribe to Modern Manual Therapy blog via email. We don't have daily updates anymore. We have three times a week updates as I tried for the summer. And then I thought, just thought, well, and I just do this forever. I can have more time to do social media stuff if I'm not doing yes. five updates a week. I might go back to five updates a week in the fall. We'll see. Uh, check out all our products on edgemobilitysystem.com and make sure to rate us on whatever podcast app you happen to find us on. We we are on iTunes and we are on Google, uh, but we're not on our old feed. We're on a completely new feed, so we lost all our old reviews. So, hey, you know what? If you happen to find us and on a new feed and you rated us before, copy and paste your old review because we need those reviews. We lost all our reviews. We might get them back. We might. Which I'm looking for right now. All right. Have a good day, Jason. You too.